Oh, I have a theory about this. Yeah? I, I think that um, musicians can transition to being actors. Yeah. But I don't think that actors can transition to being musicians because... <laughs> they fucking suck at it. Well, <laughs> yes. Right, hit it, boys! The Austin episode, as it were. Yeah, we are uh, in our last day in Austin. We're flying back today, but we just spent the entire weekend partying up at ACL. Doing it, and it's an interesting choice of word, uh, partying. Uh, Honestly, I think I caught two buzzes the entire time, and uh, just because there wasn't enough time. There just simply wasn't. I've I've come to find in my old age, drinking is so impractical. Uh, well, and like mean, we were trying to drink and everything. We well, we drank at the fe- at, at uh, after the festival and stuff right. like that. But at the festival, very much more dry than uh, than our Lollapalooza experience. Yeah, Lollapalooza, we were just drinking like Tall Boys like, after Tall Boy after go. Tall Boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were days. I think there were like a couple of at least like one of the days I just didn't drink at all. Yeah, and so. And yeah, Not a and, bad move. <laughs> and even after, we'd go out and like have a few. And there, w- I would honestly say the last night was the only like drunk night of the whole trip, which is cool that we had so much fun without getting drunk. Uh, here's how the last night went. We finished. Uh, we went to uh, Austin City Limits, the festival, watched some bands. Uh, then watch the baseball and the football games at the same time because those Boston boys were playing. And then we met up with some friends and stayed a little while longer, and we shut down the club. Oh, yeah. And when we got back, we were like, yo, I saw on the TV that you can get Mamma Mia 2 for $20. So you want to – let's get, like, a sixer and – Nightcap. And just like watch Mommy at two and crush a couple more beers. So we went to the Chevron uh, next door because they have everything and the it was all locked up. Yeah. You couldn't, uh, the guy said after two, you can't sell alcohol anywhere. So we were like, okay. I guess we'll still take all these snacks, though, and <laughs> yeah. then just throw in a couple sodas. Yeah. We couldn't get beer, so as soon as we decided that we couldn't get beer, we're like, all right, well, well, this is turning into like a middle school sleepover right. night, and we just got a bunch of fucking bad snacks that are terrible yeah. for you, and soda. Yeah, and we stayed up, watched all of Mamma Mia 2, yes. like making comments and laughing. It was, uh, a, it was like a live, we were live podcasting yeah. uh, a showing of Mamma Mia 2 to each other. Yes, uh, while eating like beef jerky and Funyuns and Chex Mix and whatever the, the little Zan died of. Hot Cheetos. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was our uh, attempt at partying, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, this was a sensational weekend of fun stuff and music and everything. And it was uh, it all kind of started because you forgot to get a pass. Yeah. I did a cool little move where uh, the day before we left for Austin, I sort of had an epiphany, and I was like, "Hey, did did you buy my ticket, DJ?" And he was like, "No, I bought mine." Uh, and I realized that I didn't have a ticket, and so I tweeted it out. It was like that was like a last ditch thing. I looked on like StubHub and everything, and and uh, the prices were just like fucking super high because they're physical wristbands. It's yeah. not like a thing where they can just email it to you, right? So the prices were super high, and like I needed it very quickly. So I tweeted it out uh, and got very lucky. Uh, One of our followers, one of the listeners to the show, was like, hey, I think we have an extra. And so ended up grabbing it from them. Uh, There was four of them, and uh, they're the best people ever. Right. We spent every day with them, uh, and they were awesome. So they made this weekend super, super fun. they were like big music people, uh, want to talk about all the fucking acts and everything and give us tips, and they gave us a lot of Austin tips, and it was just a great time. Um, to bury the lead, uh, we hung out with Houndmouth on Sunday, the last day of the festival, before their set, went to their trailer, uh, 
our guy Chris, who uh, manages them, is the coolest guy in the world. Uh, like cooked everything up, and we, uh, as you'll hear in a few minutes, we just sat around <clears throat> screwing around. With Houndmouth, and it was a dream come true. Speaking of our other guy, Chris, mm -hmm. we went to the, the Texas football game on Saturday, mm -hmm. and the first person that we spoke to at the tailgate before the show happened to be from Boston yeah, and happened to have uh, extra tickets yeah. to the game. So we sold our tickets <laughs> and went with him. Uh, what a weekend of just making friends with the first people that you see in Austin. <laughs> yeah, and it was always like a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Very on brand. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was great. Everybody was cool. Uh, Austin's just a, an awesome. The city's fucking city. great. Yeah, really good people. Uh, good stuff to do. I will say for uh, any uh, prospective travelers, this was my second time being in Austin. It was Pete's first. I had seen the bats before. I don't know if <laughs> I've, I've explained the bats on this podcast, but. The bats, there are a lot of bats in Austin, and at nightfall, they go from one place uh, to another. That's not true. You That's would, not true. Remember, we found out the facts about the bats. I think that they, was wrong. They leave the bridge yeah. to uh, eat, and then they return to the same bridge. Oh, but then when do they all come back? After they're done eating, I guess. Oh, and I guess it's probably too dark to see it or something? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, do, they do some sort of moving around, and you can see all these bats fly over you. Or under you, depending on where you're standing. And it's crazy. And I'd seen them the first time I came, and it was mesmerizing. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So the first night we were here, we were like, well, let's do the bats. And uh, the bats totally mailed it in. <laughs> yeah, the bats. Uh, I was very underwhelmed. Uh, I think, was it was it just too dark? Did I they... think the bats are just over it. Yeah. I think they just like needed... Uh, I think like the, everyone has an off night. Like it's a uh, the bats are like Father John Misty. Yeah, we saw him in Maine. Father John Misty sort of mailed it in. Brought ha like a three out of the twelve people in his band. Uh, didn't really do much on stage. Still put on a good show, mm -hmm. but uh, in it was uh, like a B minus effort. Yeah, to put it into perspective, we saw Father John Misty on Friday here at ACL and. He was fucking unbelievable. It was the he, as the wildest, kids would say, yeah. he was on one. Yes, he was definitely on one. It was the wildest and most energetic I've ever seen him. He uh, still didn't really talk a lot, but uh, what he lacked in talking, he made up for in, in knee drops. Knee drops, big knee drop <laughs> night for uh, Mr. Tillman. He, he even came into the crowd. Yes, which he I would jumped into never the crowd expect that, and was like inches away from us. And if I really wanted to, I could have touched him. Yeah. And I just, like, reached out, and I, like, turned my hand up so as to not reach any further. Because what do you do once you've touched Tillman? Yeah, I mean, you said it afterwards. You were like, I didn't want to touch him because that confirms that he's, a, like, a human. Yeah. And I didn't want that confirmation. I would, like, rather, like, reach out, touch him, and my hand go through <laughs> yeah, him. It's just, like, uh, just a transparent body. And, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but he was great. He, uh... He had a very uh, interesting set list, but it was still super cool. He uh, he played some of my favorites. He did not play uh, like "Real Love Baby" or "Please Don't Die" or things that you would seemingly think uh, he quote unquote has to play. He didn't play "Holy Shit" either, which is uh, usually one of his two closers. But he ended with. The ideal husband and just screamed his face off and ran around and went crazy. And a kid almost died actually during yes, one of his songs. Shit. And uh, he did a little check in during the song. Yes. It was very nice. It was actually the kid next to you just fell down, passed out, had the look of death on his face. Yes. We were all uh, waving and because we were like front and center. So, like, you can't act like you're not seeing that shit. Right. And, uh, Fortunately, he came to and uh, went away, uh, and they the band kept playing, but they just kind of did a little holding pattern, and uh, Josh gave it a, is everybody okay? And we gave him a thumbs up, he gave a thumbs up back, kept singing his song. 
And uh, man of the people, yes. <laughs> and uh, that kid, I'm pretty sure, did not die, thankfully. But Father John Misty did kill like seven mic stands during his set. Yes, he just kept destroying the mic stands. They had to keep bringing out <laughs> mic stands. Like after songs, uh, like uh, like I'm pretty sure he has a mic stand guy, right? Who he just employs in his uh, in his crew, and every time he breaks one, that guy comes running out on stage, grabs the old one, puts a new one down. I mean, after songs, you'll see someone run out and they'll switch out guitars because the next song will be in a different tuning, or right. like you'll want a different tone or something like that. No need to do that with mic stands, <laughs> yes, unless there is a person on stage breaking mic stands. And that's what uh, that's what old Josh he was. He did a, he did like pick up uh, the, the the mic stand and was like hanging it over his shoulder like it was like yeah. a knapsack. Yeah, and, or like a like an umbrella that he could twirl. Yes, you know? yes. And then uh, then he would slam it down on the stage as hard as he could. Yeah, he was doing a lot of strutting, which oh, yes. was cool yeah. with those uh, impossibly tight pants of his yes unbelievable I, his those pants i don't even get because like they're super tight but there aren't any like wrinkly points you know no, like but when there were uh there were uh scuff marks on the knees yes so those were his knee dropping pants he'd, been, he'd, he'd <laughs> worn those before yes. he's like you know what uh, i'm feeling it tonight i'm going to put on my uh my knee dropping pants one day someone's going to take an x-ray of his lower body and be like what have you been doing dude <laughs> What are you throwing at your kneecaps? Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, what other highlights for for band, bands wise? Uh, Jungle. Yeah. On uh, on Friday was awesome. As promised, was a very cool show. We were told they were one to not miss, and they were great. Awesome vibe. Uh, you guys may have possibly you've probably heard that one song of theirs, "Busy Earning," and uh, that was kind of a theme song. For the weekend, for us, I thought because, like, we weren't doing a lot of extracurricular stuff, like I said, and it was just because there was just like too much stuff to get to. Yeah, like we couldn't uh, like, get hammered at the Texas game because we had churches after, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, churches, by the way, uh, really good. Uh, the Lauren Mayberry has come so far as a front man, front woman, and. That made them awesome, but they played like it was like eighty percent new stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'm not crazy about the the new album, and uh, I would have liked to see a few more from uh, Every Open Eye. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I love Every Open Eye so much, front to back. Yeah, so I could have used a few more from that. But that being said, uh, their their set I feel like got off to kind of a slow start. Yeah. And uh, but they they finished strong for sure. Yeah, I think what they lacked in set list was uh, made up for by how much better they've gotten at performing. Yeah. So they were great. Um, big one for me. Another one that was on the oh you got to see this person list. David Byrne. Oh man! Holy smokes! Uh, so he's the guy from the Talking Heads, and he puts on the weirdest most elaborate show you could ever see every his whole band is standing up and moving around and it's choreographed the whole time so he doesn't have a like a drummer at a kit he has a guy on a snare drum a guy on a bass drum a guy with cymbals and all these different like percussion instruments like he probably employs 11 people to get a drum set you yes, know yeah and uh everybody was just fantastic it was just so cool they and he did wearing, a bunch of they were all wearing stuff. like gray oh, yeah. suits with uh no shoes they were barefoot on stage uh like a lot of a lot of strutting around from them too yeah uh and these like choreographed weird dances yeah it was fucking wild and those suits that they were wearing it was hot as they fuck. They showed the sweat. Yes, it was hot as fuck. Uh, and they were sweating through these gray suits. And I was like, God damn, that's got to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my, like, probably two or three best moments of the whole thing. And that's not, I've decided, like, Paul McCartney doesn't even count uh, when doing, like, the rankings and everything. Because it was almost like... Like he was separate from the festival, right. you know. Like, like, a, like we did a bunch a of festival McCartney stuff, show. and then there was a Paul McCartney yeah. show at the end of the night. Like, what a crazy night! Yeah. Um, but burning down the house was yes, like a down the house major, was so major highlight because 
I did not know what to expect from that guy's set. And once he was playing like uh, a couple Talking Heads songs, I don't know that much Talking Heads, but uh, when he did Once in a Lifetime, I was like, oh, cool. Like, what else would be really cool to hear? And the only other two songs I could think of were Psycho Killer and uh, Burn Down the House. And he didn't do Psycho Killer, but I really, really, I like mostly wanted to hear Burn Down the House. Cause I was like, that would be a really cool thing to hear, like a... Obviously, like a song that everybody knows being played at like 445 <laughs> and just this sea of people rocking out to it. Uh, Janelle Monet, before we get to, to Howlmouth, Janelle Monet would probably be another big takeaway. And Natalie Press. Again, if you haven't heard the Natalie yeah. Press album, she opened uh, the first day or she was one of the first people the first day. And yeah, she did. She noon, opened it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, she was great. So good. Check her out. She's opening for casey musgraves uh on casey musgraves uh upcoming tour so definitely get to that if you can uh but janelle monet we didn't get to see her whole set because of scheduling stuff with uh with the Houndmouth situation but confirmed she is just like the biggest rock star in the world she owns everybody and it's it was she rules she yeah rules. uh and before we get to the Howmouth interview i, I want to say that not even biased, not even blowing smoke. That was the best that I've ever seen them uh, on yes. their show on Sunday. They yeah. were so fucking good. Yeah, they've got a much bigger band now, uh, but they they were rocking, and they uh, it, no surprise. Like after after talking to them and seeing what like, awesome, awesome, like funny, cool dudes they were. Like it just seems that they're in an awesome place where they're like they're feeling themselves right now which is cool because uh they did not play this party which uh was wild that was their lead single and uh a lot of the upcoming discussion that we had with Houndmouth was about this party and uh the reaction to that song and how that that was a it was a chewier album than uh than Americana fans are used to, you yes. know, like they had to actually think about something for once in their lives. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, here's Houndmouth had a great time. Just a heads up in case you're uh, listening at work or anything. There are huge laughs. All right, check us out. What did the interviewer say to the Houndmouth? What? I'm tucking you up. Get it? Because of conversations. <laughs> you pretty good. It's one of you. Pretty good. I like it. Yeah. We are at uh, Austin City Limits with Houndmouth. This is a pretty long time coming. We've been wanting to do stuff with you guys forever. You guys will likely hate us by the end of it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, how do you how do you like the the festivals and all this stuff? Like, we're just overwhelmed by how hot it is and like how musicians actually choose to wear real clothes when they go on stage. stage. Yeah, it's well, it's because we get to be like in in the AC back here, and then we're on stage and we sweat our asses off, and uh, then we come back here and we change clothes. That's the only way to, to do it, really. Yeah, like, this yeah. is by far like the most glamorous part of our weekend. That yeah. We're like in an, an air conditioned. <laughs> we're in this like jail cell yeah, of a rooms. green room. Yeah, it's become like a. It's you know become uh, about the festival. Really, I feel like not not like all festivals. Like ACL's great festival. Yeah. They're all great festivals, but it's like about the festival more than it is about you know the bands. It's like the like a thing yeah. i don't know how to explain that it's, it's like, like going the culture. to a, yeah, it's yeah. like going to a, a bar it's like going yeah. to the best bar the uh, drinks are the same <laughs> you know how do you uh, how do you guys pick your your uh, outfits before shows um we used to get into it you know we used to do like bell bottoms and stuff and uh and then we we're just like i just want to wear like what i wear i actually wore this entire get up yes for yesterday's show and i slept in this shirt and i'm still wearing this shirt so it's, it's but that's yeah that's <laughs> like if you if you like a lot of times i'll go to not a lot i was like, say a lot of times i go to the gym i don't go to the gym a lot of times but like a lot of times <laughs> when i do go to the gym i'll just like wear whatever the hell i was wearing the day before because yeah. the same thing and like that's how pretty rad you know? because you're so probably sweaty yeah. and gross. Yeah, yeah. And to not conform to like uh, 
gym culture, you know? You oh, just God. walk in there yeah. and do it. I'm, a, I'm like a huge... We were talking the other day about like how no one actually judges you in the gym yeah. because everyone's so fucking focused on themselves and like checking out their pump and everything oh, man, like yeah. that. But people actually... they I, I give them enough reason to judge me. Totally. <laughs> Speaking of the bell-bottom days, we saw you guys... Uh, a couple years ago at Lollapalooza, and that's why, like, you guys were like turning it out outfit wise and everything. Yeah. Uh, first of all, just that was like, I'm not a huge video at concerts guy, but yeah. you guys did a little thing, uh, in like a tent during the day where oh, I think yeah. it was like a like, t- tent yeah, right. Like, you go in there and like they, they shoot a couple oh, videos yeah, of you playing right. songs, yeah. and like, we. There, there was like I don't know, like fifty people there because like it wasn't like a well advertised thing, but it was just like fucking packed, and it was the first time we'd seen you since Katie left. It was like shortly thereafter, yeah. and that was like the coolest fucking performance I've ever oh. seen. First of all, I didn't nice. know that you guys had added uh, Caleb, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the the horns and everything were just dope. <laughs> I remember that they were like yeah. people were like getting dipped in this paint tank, yeah, off to the side. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> coolest thing. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, speaking of Adam Caleb and the the horns and everything, this is obviously like a new kind of chapter. But you're kind of a, I don't know, what, like two three years into this this chapter now. Like not just with with Katie leaving, but obviously the new sound, and now everybody gets to say that like your your record's different and yeah, yeah. Uh, shit like that. Was was that like caused by the the turnover, or like was it kind of in the making anyway? Well, we've always been interested in other music besides, you know, like Americana. Sound like the band, yeah. yeah. And I love the band, and I always go back and and it, and when we did this, now it gives us like appreciation to it gives us all appreciation to go back and like appreciate the band for what it was. You know, yeah. I'm really happy that we got to do an artistic record, like a yeah. kind of a concept record, yeah. Uh, this is, and this is like more not to like shit on Americana or anything because like we are fans of you guys for a reason. Like that stuff's awesome. But uh, I remember when uh, this party came out, uh, the, the word laptop was used a lot, <laughs> and I was like, this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like I was like, no, this is like studio shit. This is not yeah. like it. Like it just. Because it was, it's like kind of noisy. It seems like any yeah, of yeah. like the, the drum programming is like, I don't know, seemingly like like using old ass equipment versus yeah, uh, just like firing up GarageBand, which I don't know. Like, there's nothing wrong with using GarageBand Logic and all that stuff, but like yeah. I think that it was like just slightly, slightly misunderstood. Like when just when you hear anything electronic. Oh man, when it came, yeah, yeah because we're we're pushing this music towards a fan base of like uh, folk purists, you yeah. know? So when it dropped, it was just like, psh, right like right over the heads. I think, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you anticipate that? Because you guys did have fun with the, like, the reaction to it after the fact. To, yeah. To some degree, we anticipated it. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's like all I got. To some degree, we were like, this, this, this could go either way. It's, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn a lot of people off. It's going to turn a lot of people on. So like, yeah. But yeah. At, at what point were you like... Is it like, oh man, like some people don't like it, like some people do, and then it's like, all right, fucking relax. Like we've got like a, the whole the, album. Coming. The coolest thing was like when you would see all these shitty comments and people would talk shit and shit and shit, yeah. and then you see somebody else like talk even harsher shit about the same thing that this person was just talking about, <laughs> and all of a sudden the original person's like, hey, hey, I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it's That's- it's shit, but it's not like. <laughs> chronically shit right know? like yeah like like by the within like five minutes like you guys are bad people yeah, and, like, yeah. Should be and then people are defending us again and it's like right well, yeah. right you- it's like oh man this band i love came out with a song i'm not feeling it like, yeah they fucking suck that's just hey i like those guys yeah it's like Relax. it's like i can talk shit about my brother but you can't talk exactly. shit about my brother exactly yeah. uh it's also uh I don't know if you you know this little uh, tw- trick that um, Taylor Swift uh, does, which is uh, she 
puts out like a kind of jarring song as her lead single. So people are like, what's Taylor Swift doing? Like, mystery. And it's like, the end result yeah. is everyone fucking buys the album and everyone right. goes to the, yeah. to the concert. Yeah, you generate buzz. It's, right. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the business isn't just about the music. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like, the, how, how's, we haven't seen you uh, yet. Like, how's it worked playing the old stuff with the new stuff? And you probably have more shit on stage now than you used to. But. Yeah, it's ideally seamless, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it kind of blends. It, it kind of blends all together now. Yeah. Because yeah. the new album is a little, it's different live, you know? It's, yeah. We're not doing a click or we're not using, we're using real drums. Right. You I, know, I so, was, it's, so that's it's like, not a Lynn drum machine. Right. Like, I didn't want to get, like, too fucking nerdy but like your previous album was made with Dave Cobb and I imagine this had to have been your first time like playing to a to click or anything like that so just like studio wise yeah, yeah, yeah in addition to I think what like the first two were made in a matter of days and yeah. this one was also technically days yeah the but first two we like we just rehearsed the songs that we knew we wanted on the record for months and months and months and then went to the studio and knocked them out just super quick like one or two takes and that was it and this time we went in the studio like with a vague cons- like idea of a song and then we kind of formed it in the studio right huh. we, we did we we didn't want to capture the band we wanted to create a band yeah th- th- through multi-tracking you know right which like is i mean th- those previous albums it was clearly just like it sounded like a a, a band playing it was live yeah they yeah. were all done live that's sick. Yeah, the first uh, record in a week, second record in like 10, 12 days, something like that. Yeah, nice. And this, this one in almost a year. Yeah, eight months. Uh, eight months. Do you guys know what it would sound like if uh, Tom Waits sang one of your songs? Mm. Oh man, uh, probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I no, what would it sound like? Oh, well, since you asked. <laughs> you know I'll never forget. <laughs> right? Very good. That's that's good. Wow. Yeah, good. we're hanging out. With Tom. Is that Tom Waits in here? Hey, <laughs> thanks for coming by, Tom. Love hey. you we'll in the you. the old man and yeah, the, the guy. I didn't know that Tom Waits was an actor, by the way. Did you oh yeah. I, oh, I have a theory about this. Yeah, I, I think that um, musicians can transition to being actors. Yeah, but I don't think that actors can transition to being musicians because. They fucking suck at it. Well, but yes. But then I was like, why do they suck at it? And there's like a very specific emotional scope. Like when you're acting, you're very honed in on very like on on very specific emotions. So then like it's you can't go back. You can't unlearn that, right? Ah. So when you make music, you have like this something that has to like get out, you know? Yeah. And it's very vague. So you can keep honing in on that, and which eventually leads to acting. Yeah. But you can never unlearn like something so specific. So like, the only uh, the only thing, the only counter argument to that is like Jared Leto in Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah. But I don't really like Thirty Seconds to Mars very much. No offense to anybody. It's just yeah. it's not Burn. not my thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I still did did. Is that out yet? Yeah, it's Oh. Every oh, yeah. every five minutes, there's a new thing on Twitter. It shows a picture of somebody. It's like first look at so and so is the Joker. I'm like, are these movies actually coming out? Like, I've I yeah, haven't yeah. seen any of these. Walking sure. Phoenix gonna be the Joker without Batman involved. Yeah, like, it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna um, be a huge feat. Yeah. So that's very interesting point about like acting in music. So then it makes me wonder about like then what do you think of people like Billy Joel and Bruno Mars who are like. Billy Joel will be like, I'm doing a Sting song right now, and he'll yeah. sound like Sting. And Bruno Mars obviously is like a, a world class. I don't know that there's no like. It, it, it sounds disrespectful to say like he's like a, a cover band or whatever, but like he can make a song as well, anybody. That's impressive because it's kind of like that's kind of like method acting because then you're getting you're you're getting into a character and selling it, and you have to believe it to some point to make it good. Yeah. So yeah, respect to that. That's that's a hard thing to do. I was going to ask, uh, your theory lends to the idea that Bradley Cooper should not have done A Star Is Born. Uh, have oh, yeah. you Have you seen it? I haven't. No. I haven't. No. Do you have any interest in seeing it? Um, no. I just I like just found out what that movie is <laughs> about I uh, when, about when you said that. <laughs> really? Yes. No way. That's what awesome. is this? What it's, is it? Uh, it's fucking solid, but everyone is just. It's Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and. 
the preview came out, and it was it's like Bradley Cooper plays like this rough and tumble alcoholic like uh, country singer, yeah. and or like I guess like like southern rock something. And he meets this girl, and uh, she's not interested in being a singer, and she like has stage fright and everything. And he's like, ah, oh, no, but because I'm gonna fucking save you, you're gonna do it. And she's uh, like, no, that's totally cool. Like I'm making my own choices here. And he's like, no, no. And she becomes this big star, and uh, everyone likes it. I thought it was, yeah. It was like it, it goes back to the like this. I don't like this song. Yeah, fuck those guys yeah. thing. Where like I thought it was good. Yeah. And somehow I'm I've turned into like Elaine with the English Patient, where everyone's like, yeah, I love that movie. Fuck you, DJ. And I'm like, yeah. I good is a it is totally acceptable to be good. But a little trick that Bradley Cooper did. The preview came out and. Like I saw him, we were like, "Wow, Bradley Cooper looks cool as shit in that movie." <laughs> like he's just like fucking messy, and he just looks like he's just been punched all the time. And like, like what a cool fucking guy! And then at the end, it's like directed by Bradley Cooper. It's like, oh, he just fucking chose to make himself yeah, look right, that way. Just write yeah. yourself in it. It's like right. it's like Rocky, except Rocky was really good. Yeah, except, yeah, except it was, yeah. yeah. It's like all those those uh, like straight out of Compton, how like Dr. Oh. Dre made himself seem yeah. like yes. like he was yeah. writing songs that he actually sampled. And oh stuff. God, yeah. And then at the end of Straight Outta Compton, when there he's on the phone with Easy E, and they're like, "Man, we've been beefing for so long." I wish we could squash this. And I'm like, you guys haven't shown any, like, you, you've made this perfect there's nothing wrong with us movie. Yeah. When it's fucking NWA, they were, like, throwing girls around on stage and doing all this fucking wild shit that, like, in 1991, people were like, whoa, badass. And, yeah. But they just, like, didn't show any of their disagreements yeah. or anything. Yeah. Which, actually, I, one of my notes was, I want to ask you guys uh, if you were excited about the fucking Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah, I'm pretty, I, I I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. This, I maybe like the same thing. There's always those movies that are going to come out, and you're like, I don't want to see it, but when I see it, I, you know you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, and it's just like, like we're still on the Mamma Mia two high of <laughs> just yeah, yeah. like endless ABBA. I don't know. There's a there's like a Waterloo. Obviously, they have Waterloo records down here, but there's like a Waterloo uh, like truck or something. And everybody, as they've been walking out of the festival, has just been singing Waterloo, and I'm like, this is my fucking scene right here. Yeah, dude. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm a, a little worried about the the Freddie Mercury one, because... I just oh, wish that Bradley Cooper would have directed it, you know? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and played... We'll bring that full circle. As that same guy with, like, the southern drawl, and he's like... <laughs> I don't care if the song's six minutes. We're gonna fucking do it in the studio, and we're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> you want to talk about fucking exploring the the studio? Yeah. Houndmouth fans would have been very upset when they heard Queen back in the day. <laughs> Way too like, who's this Brian May asshole think he is? <laughs> One guitar per guitar solo. Oh. Oh yeah, like 20, 20 guitar tracks Speaking on every. Speaking of Brian game. May, one, one of the best soloists uh, yes. of all time. I, Coolest guitar a, tone. A very I've ever great heard. grasp of like where things need to go. Exactly, it's like, incredible. King of serving the song, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like such a cliche. Like one of my one of my friends uh, is in a band, and he just always talks about like serving the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can sound pretentious when you say that, but like when you hear it, when you hear like, oh my god, this. This guy could have fucking shredded, could have gone over the top, and right. instead he did this super fucking cool thing. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a d- very deep understanding about, some- and it's selfless. It seems like. Yeah. You know? It, you know. And like it seemed that he was more willing to uh, try to do something cool than yeah. try to do something insane. Like it wasn't. I can't imagine people heard like the uh, the Dixieland section at the end of Good Company. And was like, oh fuck yeah, and like threw up all <laughs> horns or whatever because like who wants to hear a Dixieland section? Yeah, yeah. But like you hear a guy made it all out of fucking guitar and he's mm-hmm. playing trombone on the guitar. Yeah, fucking wild stuff. Uh, Pete had a really good idea uh, this morning, which was you got you know that they like hold up fucking like super big poles uh, with signs during. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys like? Do you guys pay attention to those or anything? Sometimes it's hard not to pay attention to. Yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Depending on what, it is. there's like an Eeyore that's been going around. 
Huh. What, really? what is the uh, isn't that just so you can find your friends at a festival? Is that what that's about? Oh, really? Yeah, I, that's, that's what I've heard. Like people raise flags and stuff. Oh, up. So I think like, they're hey, gang I'm signs. The, I'm by the <laughs> gang sign. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, they're like they're like sleeper cells that are like operating based <laughs> off of. Those. Whoa, that's like next level stuff. Did you hear yeah. about the kid that uh, buried a bunch of drugs at the festival last? Oh, it, like yeah. the festival. I don't know what fe- it might have been this one, but he buried <laughs> he buried him months in advance, and then and then he came and dug him up and f- OD'd. Oh yeah. man! Wait, when was this? Like not very long ago. I feel like, like it was. was it might have been Lala last week. It might have been last week. Okay. It was Lala. Okay. No, I think it was Lala. Oh, okay. Because and we then saw his parents it. find out that you know he was burying drugs a month before the concert, and like, what the hell is that wrong is with my kid? I mean, we it's a tragedy, dude. but like, yeah. that's a really good idea if you're trying <laughs> yes. to sell drugs. You got to work on the execution a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so this would be the way cooler uh, <laughs> outcome of this. Kid ODs, hilarious. No, uh, oh my God. no, no. <laughs> no. Kid, kid, kid ODs uh, goes into a coma, comes out of the coma, and when he wakes from the coma, his parents are standing over them, very stern looks in their faces, and his father says, "You dog, you," because of burying stuff. A wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I think, I think high soon. fives the mom, uh-huh. like they sack tap him and like leave the hospital. Leave the hospital. I think, I think soon, man. I think uh, pretty soon ticket prices are so high, people are just going to start burying themselves <laughs> Why on is there festival a grounds <laughs> a month before, and they're what? just all these fucking. St- Come out of the ground like a fucking vampire. Is, right, there's like everything is the thriller video. Bamboo shoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been eating the same Nature Valley bar for two months under the ground. And the cool thing is, like, as soon as you get up, you blend right the fuck in because, yeah. like, you'll just have like dirt on your face and you'll be gross. And you're they'll be like, like, oh, do you to know my name set? Yeah. Oh, you're like yeah. Arnold in fucking Rio with his eyes. <laughs> He's in the mud. <laughs> Festy zombies. Yes. Um, so my idea yes. was uh, to, to bring this back. Uh, I wanted to print out. I think it was your tweet that uh, it was. I wet my plants. Mm-hmm. I wanted to print that oh, yeah. one out, oh, stick it on the side, tweet. and hold it up. It's a good yeah. tweet. Yeah. Yeah. A lot you. of LeBron tweets. LeBron tweets. Yes. You're a LeBron guy. Um. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We were, uh, I love LeBron. We were thinking today. Um, so. We had like some shit that we wanted to definitely get to with you guys, and we were like, what else should we do? And we were like, ooh, it's 2018. Let's fucking dox them. So, uh, we were, you know what doxing is? No. Oh, doxing is it's a trick uh, where people go through like your old tweets or whatever, and they just like reveal, like, here's why this guy's like a bad guy or uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. And if it's like racist stuff, it's like, yeah, then for sure, no like, let's, let's know if that guy's a, a racist. Yeah. But we were like, let's find, like, uh, Let's just like find silly shit that like they've tweeted or something, and uh, we were just scrolling through your Twitter, and I was like, oh, I forget that yeah, like once every couple weeks. You retweeted me I, I today. Retweeted I saw that old one today. Yeah, I was like, this motherfucker just retweeted me from like early last right, year. Right, that, that's that's what's great because then people started retweeting that because they probably didn't look at the timestamp. They're like, okay, don't, like maybe they're they're not high mouth fans or whatever. Ah, cool tweet. Uh, and I didn't even remember that. I got to that tweet that I wet my plants, and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And I clicked on it. It had uh, two retweets. Nine likes and me responding saying swag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, that was a good day for Shane. Swag. Yeah. yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, yeah. Like, a really ooh, good day. Two, that's a, those are some fucking impressions. I feel if, like, if you get a, a retweet or a reply, yeah, it was a solid tweet. You uh, you're actually kind of prescient. You called that uh, actually the Trump election might not make America great, which was uh, a <laughs> little ahead of a uh, little, little ahead of your time there. Man, well you know how did you how did you know you know. I've been just been following politics my whole life, yeah. and you know I see trends, and I could see that happening. You know, with my research, oh, amazing. Um, we want to play a game called uh, Houndmouth or Smashmouth, and it's where we test Houndmouth's music knowledge uh, by saying lyrics, and you have to identify. Wait a second, is this song sung by the band Houndmouth or the band Smashmouth? Now, you guys. Obviously, you have a bit of a leg up being big Smash Mouth fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it should be there. pretty fun. Uh, let's kick it off. Uh, 
What'd you say? <laughs> oh, darling, darling, darling. Why don't you sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> Go Anybody? With, uh, Zach stumped. Vaguely Zach stumped. familiar. Vaguely You're familiar. Stumped. Uh, was that off their greatest No, no cheating. Shane's looking oh, up on his shit. phone. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> googling. Um, I'm going to go with Smash Mouth on that one. You Smash Mouth final answer? Mm-hmm. It is Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See? Very, good job, Shane. Very, Thank very you. good. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> good song. My cousin Greg. He's a greedy son of a bitch. <clears throat> I think I think that's Houndmouth. That's scheming. Okay. Houndmouth? Um, I think that's Houndmouth. That is Smash Mouth's cover of "Why Can't We Be Friends." <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, let's think. Um, what? I think I don't know many Smash Mouth lyrics other than just the the fucking all star. The, well, the years yeah. start coming. Mm. Yeah, and they, and they don't they, stop coming. That's actually Thunder by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> 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 uh, but this has this has been uh, really really cool. Uh, thanks yeah, for man. doing this. Thank We're looking you. forward to hearing uh, your set. I didn't. I thought I was going to have uh, like more good. kind of uh, like set in festival lingo there, and I came up dry. No, it's perfect. Nothing's Sets good. the cool. cool. Set. You're set. Done great. Yeah. Cool, Pete. Do you have any final thoughts? I do not. I'm very excited that you were able to do this. Thank yeah. You. yeah, this is a yeah. ton of fun. Me too, guys. It's been fun. All right, that's those are the, the boys of Houndmouth. Uh, what huge laughs? Yeah, what man. guys? Unbelievable. Uh, what fun guys? I was uh, I was like a little worried heading into that interview because uh, the whole "Don't Meet Your Heroes" thing. Like Houndmouth's right. been one of my favorite yes. bands for for a long time, uh, and. I don't know. There's something about like their stage presence or something. I was like, mm, there's a chance that like either there's like they're 50 percent like great amazing yeah. dudes or 50 percent like they're gonna be assholes who laugh at us behind our backs. Like, oh, they they should be. Yeah, like, I know. like Matt's a guitar virtuoso. It's and... sort of the same with like Father John Misty. Yes, where yeah. it's like these dudes are so fucking cool. Yeah, that like they're gonna laugh at us because we're not right like yeah. they like what if they can tell that yeah. obviously we're not as cool as them right uh but god they i i knew from the second uh so chris was letting us in the back area uh situation and there was a it was a really kind of tough uh situation to navigate because you know they just they probably just got there and they they got this confusing setup right. and everything and, they uh, had a show in like an hour and a half, and uh, security was not being super helpful right. to, sell, to help us uh, like set something up. So yeah. I would imagine that that's a very hectic uh, sort of thing, and they were just the coolest, most easygoing right. and, dudes yeah, in the world. And, like, Chris made everything smooth as heck, and as he's bringing us in, uh, Shane, the drummer was waiting and I, I said this before we even interviewed them. I was like, Shane's gonna be the coolest fucking guy we've ever met in our lives. <laughs> and uh he was waiting, like had this big grin on our fa- on his face, like he was like so, like so happy to welcome us to, yeah, to their little crazy. world. And uh we, as we were walking in, uh he had these like pink uh hexagon sunglasses with these like kind of thick frames. Quick side note, uh the sunglass heroes of the weekend were Shane because, as I just described, really cool sunglasses. And uh, Natalie Prass had the coolest sunglasses that they were. The, they were amazing. They were like you said. You said they were like sunset sunglasses where it looked like the sun was setting in the lens. Yes. They were like yeah. They had like a very cool gradient thing yeah. going on, and it was and amazing. They were like uh, they were like Cobain glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had that that's like sick like gradient and a way cooler thing than uh, than you usually see with like aviators side note i got some aviators uh for my texas costume and <laughs> i've found that i think that actually i've never been an aviators guy because like they're just so basic and i'm so much cooler uh and i think that aviators like are, are might actually work on my stupid face well i mean it, it completes the look now because you have uh like long unkempt hair mm-hmm. uh and a mustache yeah and sort of like sideburns they you had longer sideburns earlier uh earlier this week when you went like full mcconaughey for the texas game yeah uh but yeah i mean the, the, it works with that uh and you're wearing a trucker hat you right now a trucker i'm wearing hat, a trucker so hat so you have i think that you can't wear a, a trucker hat without aviators yeah so pretty cool look uh so 
we're walking in and I said to Shane, like, tell you what, those are the coolest sunglasses I've ever seen. And he turned to us, did a little uh, hit the back of the uh, hit the the like the stem of the sunglasses. Yeah, so it goes up, it bounces up a couple times to do like a <laughs> kind of thing. And we were like, yep, he's cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then like Zach and Matt, super just like friendly dudes like they were can't say enough nice things about them and as you heard there they were they were funny and were willing to to have uh have fun with with our nonsense yes what guys i love it i feel like i have like five more points about uh the Hammouth experience but they're not coming to mind we'll uh we'll probably have stories and trickle them out in the coming episodes uh but this is a pretty special thing because uh, Patreon subscribers to Brunch get uh, – we're going to give them some extra stuff. And I I was a little wary of giving stuff just to them. Uh, but, you know, they, they're, they're rewarding us, so we're going to reward them. So uh, the first thing that they're going to get is a review of us – watching Back to the Future on the plane for the first time. Neither of us have seen it, and this review that we're about to do is something that uh, we're going to post only for the Patreon subscribers. Yes. So uh, as you're listening to this, just this this one's for the Patreon subscribers. So in order to, to get this, you've got to be subscribing to to patreon www.patreon.com slash listen to brunch yeah so this here here goes the part that's that's not typed in your browser yeah uh, big trouble earmuffs honors system (laughs) okay yeah and there's no way around it we're we're still going to put these things in our episodes but it's just for the patreon subscribe this is exclusive (laughs) patreon uh content so uh back to the future we had never seen it before and we finally did a lot of takeaways. I'll say I definitely liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, you have your notes? Yeah, it was... Uh, let me pull up my notes because I was uh, rifling a few of them. Uh, the biggest thing is uh, overall... Uh, I don't know if I should go through my notes in order or whatever, but like the, just the big thing, if you've seen Back to the Future, a guy, a it's a PG movie, yeah, with attempted rape. Yeah, that that was that was like wild. Yeah, that there was literally like there was rape sort of happening in that movie, and they were like, we're gonna and, show it. It's not gonna be alluded to. We're like, this guy is forcibly taking advantage of this girl early on in the movie there are uh terrorists you'll never guess what they make them look like (laughs) and uh there are guns and like there are terrorists shooting and murdering people with guns and i was like this is pg and the movie was like oh boy just you just you wait uh the biggest thing is and this is like the the end of the movie i guess but a guy tries to rape uh, a woman and then the guy that would become her husband comes in, intervenes, uh, like throws the guy off, clocks him in the face and then they grow up and make that guy their like butler. He's like washing their car. His his job is to like stick her. I'm like, Yo, that's her attacker. Yeah, it's like how many, how many like uh, like rape victims want their assaulter, yeah. in their life for the rest of their life. Yeah, even if he's like their servant, yeah, you don't want that guy around. Because that's the way they played it up. Like, oh, and then he ended up having to wash their cars. Like, well, they, I think if it's all the same, like, <laughs> go away have forever, him completely out of their life. So, I guess that I mean this this movie came out in what. 2009 <laughs> yeah. uh in uh probably it had to have been the, like the mid 80s yeah but man there was uh there was a lot of learning that that movie didn't feel like doing uh right. yeah um there was i mean like one of my bigger takeaways was like i was not prepared at how much like 
potential mom fucking I was getting into. It was like the most sexual movie. I've seen <laughs> it was in my life. so, and it was so no movie un- has been more about sex than that. <laughs> like American Pie is less about sex than Back to the Future <laughs> yes. is, and it was so uncomfortable because like it was just like obviously Marty was like. I, I don't want to bang my mom, but also I definitely want to bang my mom because she's a smoke. Yeah, right. Oh, and she is. She's so hot. That so I thought that woman was Diane Lane. Apparently not. Okay. They look very similar, and that woman is uh, Zoe Dutch's mother. Oh, so nice. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Pretty family. Uh, speaking of pretty, uh, early on, a big takeaway for me is that he's both best friends with a quote nutcase scientist as they call him uh who's like 70 years old and is also the cool high school kid with the pretty girlfriend can't have both ways yeah right it's like like how does this how did this work how did this get established yeah you don't get to hang out with the the neighborhood creepy scientist yeah and also have the hottest girlfriend in the school what a very interesting uh young man this uh martin mcfly is yeah. Because he's like he's really into diet coke, and he's friends with the scientist. But I think it's assumed that he's a bad student, but maybe he's not. Yeah, he well he's he's like late all the time. Right, that's it. Right, yeah. he's grabbing onto cars. Well, yes, be- yes, because his main method of transportation is jumping on a skateboard and h- grabbing the back of every car in the city. Speaking of which, we'd be remiss to not say that ninety uh, percent of our time in Austin was oh, spent yeah. on lime scooters, which are electronic scooters that are just littered along the street. You take out a nap. Take a little picture of it. It says, get in, Gordon. And then you just <laughs> zip around wherever you want. We took like three Ubers the whole time. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing. Uh, and the riding those scooters is a good time. Yeah. Tell you. They, they can move. They uh, can move. One of my bigger takeaways was uh, that Marty's dad is like the weirdest, creepiest, perverted cuck in the world. Like looking or overall? Both. The, the first scene with him... Is he was a peeping Tom. Oh right. Yeah, yeah man. He meets yeah. He meets his wife by being a peeping Tom. And who was he looking at? Was he looking yes, at her? At her? Yeah. Oh man. And like Marty was like, Yeah, all right, we gotta set we gotta set this guy up with my mom. Yeah. And also not to like not to like victim shame or anything, but whenever they show peeping Toms in the movies or whatever, I'm like, how fucking hard is it to like pull down the, the the draw the drapes is drawing opening or closing uh opening okay wait uh, then, uh, i know i think erase closing. the drapes yes. uh that, how hard is it to erase the drapes when you're disrobing right like i never you you'll never see into my window and see me like uh not anybody decent. be camped out there anyway right yeah mm. it's got some pretty uh <laughs> loyal loyal fans um but yeah i'm always like man like it's obviously the the guy is the bad guy here, but lady, what, right. why well, are you standing in front of the window? Well, I mean, his mom was also the horniest person in the world. She was yes. Like when when uh, when a horny Martin, old booze bag. Yes. <laughs> she that wanted two perfect things. description of that character. She said, "I've come here to uh, drink uh, vodka and get some loving, and I'm all out of vodka." <laughs> Uh, she like after Marty gets hit by the car, or barely hit by the car. Yeah, they really was, played that up. Yeah, uh, she took his pants off. Yes. when he was passed out. Yeah, he just woke up and he was like in this strange house with these strange people, and was like, "Where's my pants?" Yeah, uh, I did not know. Also, I think I didn't know that uh, Crispin Glover, a young Crispin Glover, yeah. was in this movie. Uh, they also age the parents up and down. By uh, just like adding makeup to them and stuff, mm-hmm. how hard would it be to get people to play the old parents instead of making them That's look true. super weird? Yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, a cool little musical note is uh, that they just play the power of love for like the it's first the fifteen best. minutes of the movie, and they give them like a constantly, they, and they give Huey Lewis in the news like a huge credit uh, at the beginning of the movie. Well, they should right. because it's. Oh wait, yeah. Doesn't it say like featuring the power yeah. of love? Yeah. So th- I think th- was that song made for the movie? I know that it's like that. It's forever associated okay. with it. Uh, but 
I would think that back so they play back in time at the end and I would guess that that was probably made for the movie but uh who knows that's a that's a good that's a good question it's like how live your life was in every movie for like from 2008 to 2010 right so maybe they were just like yo this is the mid 80s huey lewis is still going strong uh in another musical note they made it seem like uh like chuck berry stole johnny be good from uh white people from white people yeah what a weird problematic movie this is unbelievable i was like huh weird move yeah uh here's a little logistical issue i've had i had with this time travel movie where everything weird happens uh this scientist who seemingly is smart because he's a scientist treats time travel like it's teleportation so they're in a mall parking lot and he's like you want to go back to see the declaration of independence uh just punch in uh 1776 it's like it's not gonna the they didn't sign the Declaration of Independence at this mall, dude. Oh, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I think that people think that a lot with time travel where they're like, oh, you get time travel and then go to blah, blah. It's like, well, you know that once you're there, you're going to have to use whatever transportation they had. And I imagine it's going to be pretty hard. I don't know where this movie is set, but it's he. Yeah. Like you, you would you would travel back in time. And just be at that mall, and the stores would probably be trash because. <laughs> well, it was like it was a farm when they traveled back. Oh right. So uh, and a guy trash stores. with the worst shot in the world uh, tries to. Shoot oh down. right. Oh, there's a there's a this movie had worst gun accuracy yes. than Star Wars. You wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't clue. get that reference. But I don't even know what a gun is now. Literally, zero uh, percent accuracy from the Libyans, who they're terrorists. That's their full time job. Yeah. is to shoot people. Didn't do a great job. Uh, and uh, the guy who owned the farm, just terrible shot. Uh, also, what made him go travel back in time is that he was trying to drive away from the terrorists. And if you take it to. Uh, 95 miles per hour then it uh it activates the thing so yes 95 listeners yes. uh that's also how paul walker died yes uh no real talk 88 yes uh but he was going 88 in a mall parking lot yeah they were doing 88 in a residential area that's true yeah they were just they were flying around man uh also the uh the librarian terrorists were uh they had a rocket launcher that they saved for yes. last so i was like maybe you'd lead off with that one yeah it would have been like a you could have kept it to a much smaller uh area um the, here's what the family does when marty uh saves his creepy dad and gets hit by a car uh he gets hit by a car falls backward uh hits his head and then the family lets him sleep for nine hours they say really yeah. oh my god you know what you don't do with somebody with a concussion is let, let them, them go to sleep. sleep yes so he so Honestly, between the pants thing, the letting, the trying to let him die, just crazy stuff. Next note, uh, Leah Thompson, babe, uh, did she take his pants off? Question mark. Yep, she did. Uh, is her little brother Wayne Arnold? I was wondering. I have no idea. Do you know? Uh, you know who Wayne Arnold is? The no. Wonder Years. No. Kevin's older brother. I think mm. it was. I don't know if the, the timing works. Uh, also, uh, what? When does he do? Uh, oh. Uh, they need to do a thing with lightning striking and everything. And uh, Doc Brown da- puts together a big simulation, and yeah. it was entirely pointless. Yes, it was. There was no need for. It was that. like, okay, so we'll just do it. like what you, you why you explained you, it to me. Why did you have to buy yes. like these these this model car? Right, and, like, yeah. Make a model town. This of, like one eighth size yeah. car that's like bigger than a matchbox. It's like and, I got it when you explained it to me, man. Yeah, it's like. Go up there, hold this thing, should be good. Uh, two of the, the quotes that I wrote down was uh, when he was in the, the local, the town store or diner or whatever it was, mm-hmm. Marty walks in and he's like, milk, chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, that is, uh, is that like a cool line? Was milk, chocolate milk, like the, the balls in the 80s? Chocolate milk is the balls forever. Oh, man. Do you like chocolate milk? No. Oh really? Yeah, not a chocolate, chocolate milk, milk guy. is great. 
I think I'm going to have to probably start drinking milk as I <laughs> widen, wide. as I widen my frame. Uh, and then the other one was uh, Biff. Uh, yeah, Biff said uh, when he was beating up uh, George McFly, he said uh, three hundred dollars for w- when you dumped that manure in my car. Three hundred dollars. I'm gonna take it out your ass. Oh yeah, I was like, huh? Yeah, that uh, this guy's uh, a rapist and terrible at delivering one-liners yeah uh i'm going to write a think piece about how uh that movie's bad because uh biff i think was a bad guy i didn't like biff i didn't like him i didn't like his friends his friends were some real uh latchkeys you know mm-hmm. just hopping around like hey do you guys ever think an original thought you know that guy's a loser he's gonna grow up and just eat cold cuts all day well there's one of them that, that grew up and uh became what's his name Oh, Billy Zane? Yeah. Billy Zane is in it. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that uh, Billy Zane was able to get out from from that group. Yeah, seemingly. Uh, Also, uh, the – so we were told that uh, there's other Back to the Future movies. We'll probably watch them at some point. Next 20 to 25 years. Yeah, maybe give uh, some reviews to them, but uh, if they are – so this is what you what you just heard. Only way you can get that is by being a Patreon subscriber. So uh, God bless.